You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. So I was sitting with a man the other day whose wife had just passed away. And I was asking him to share stories uh, about uh, their, their life together and was talking about the early days of their marriage, their, uh, um, uh, their proposal, their honeymoon. And so he starts telling me a story. The, you know, this, like, the strangest stories stick out with you uh, when someone passes. It's never what you think that the, the stories are going to be. It's never these huge moments in your life. It's these like little funny quips. That's what you remember. So he remembers this story. Uh, they're uh, in, a, in a lake in a little canoe uh, on their anniversary, a lovely, you know, uh, uh, autumn afternoon, uh, sun's shining, leaves on the ground, it's beautiful out. They're in this rowboat, a uh, little canoe, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, the wife loses her balance, falls into the water, starts flailing and splashing and splashing around. Help, help, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, help, I'm drowning, I can't, I can't swim. And the husband says, honey, Put your feet down. And wouldn't you know it, she puts her feet down, the water is about this high. (laughs) The same is true, I think, for many of us in our lives. Many of us feel ourselves thrashing and flailing around, not exactly knowing how to swim. Some of us just feel from time to time like we're treading water and not really moving in any direction, not really knowing how to get to the surface. But what we don't realize is that if we just put our feet down, we are actually standing in shallow water. We actually have hard ground to stand on. That hard ground, according to uh, many great thinkers, is something called purpose. Something called purpose. Purpose is the firm ground upon which we can stand in our lives that enables us to know where we are, where we're going, and what we need to do to get there. Some of you know that, and I mentioned it just a moment ago, since we're going to be engaged in this open forum uh, in just a couple of weeks, thinking about our community's future, we've been doing uh, this process of visioning and thinking about the community's future this whole past year, and it's an ongoing process. Um, But I've been reading a lot uh, um, about uh, visioning and uh, organizational uh, health and organizational management. And there's one book that I read recently that has been incredibly influential to my thinking. So the author is a guy named Patrick Lencioni, uh, who's a great author, especially if you're interested in like organizational theory. Uh, he wrote a, a wonderful book that I read a number of years ago called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Uh, but this one is called uh, The Advantage. And what he talks about in the advantage, and this is actually, a lot of this is not really new insights because Peter Drucker, who is the founder of uh, business theory, came up with a lot of these many, many years ago. Uh, But he says in the advantage that the key to organizational success, the key to why some organizations succeed and some succeed and thrive and some fail, is not how smart they are, is not what kind of product they have, is not whether they know how to slash prices at the right time and how to be clever marketing. Those are important things too. But the key, he says, to organizations succeeding is organizational health. And he defines organizational health as alignment. 
We need to all be on the same page in an organization about who we are, what we're about, why we're doing what we're doing, and where we're going. If an organization doesn't have that, Lencioni says, then it can't succeed. It can't thrive because everybody's kind of firing and operating on different cylinders on different planes, and no one really knows which direction we're going. The organization is thrashing and flailing about in those shallow waters. And the key first step, he says, to creating organizational health is answering the first of six key questions, which is, why do we exist? Now, a lot of organizations operate in the plane of like what it is we do, right, and how we're going to do X or Y thing. But not a lot of organizations think intentionally about the question, why do we exist? And come up with the most idealistic possible answer to that question. What is the good that you're trying to bring to the world through your organization or your business? Since if an organization can answer that, they are well on their way to organizational health. But I think that the question of why do we exist is not only important for organizational health, it's also important for our health, our growth, our strength, our direction as people, you and me. I wonder how many of you have spent time with the question, why do I exist? Why do I exist? I know that there are a lot of us who know what it is we do, some of us may even be lucky enough to have, uh, as our career, a real vocation or a sense of calling. But that's not even what I'm talking about. Because that's a different level question, a later question, what it is we do. The first question is why we are here at all. Why it matters that our existence is here on this earth. That's what purpose is. It's the question of determining why it is we're here. So the Torah, I think, I want to offer actually not just Torah, I want to offer two ideas from the Jewish tradition, one earlier in the tradition, one later in the tradition, to answer that question. But I think that the question itself is an important one, and I think that the question itself is one that our tradition invites us to spend time with and think about, because we are not here just to waste time. We are not here just to be. We are here to move. The first commandment to the first Jew in the Torah is lech lecha, go forth, right? You can't move if you're thrashing and flailing around in the water. So how do you move forward? So there are two ideas, I think, that our tradition has as to the question of why we exist. The first is in the book of Genesis. The first thing that... Uh, God says when God creates the first human beings, the reason God creates the first human beings and places them in the Garden of Eden, the tradition says, the book of Genesis says, We are here to work and to protect the world that we've been placed in. To make it better than it was before, and to make sure that it's not destroyed. That involves the ecology, and that involves human communities. To make sure that we are not allowing and abiding by a disintegration of human existence, of annihilation by nuclear threat, of devastation through poverty and oppression and violence. So we have an obligation. Why do we exist, the Torah says? To work and to protect 
this world that we've replaced it. A few thousand years later, Maimonides, one of the greatest sages of the Jewish tradition, says that human beings exist for two reasons. To perfect our bodies and to perfect our spirit. And what he meant by perfecting our bodies is two things. He meant that we exist to make ourselves healthy. We exist to live healthy and fulfilled lives. But he also meant by perfecting the body, he meant by perfecting the body politic, making more perfect societies and a more perfect world. And when he said perfecting the spirit, he meant not only perfecting our own spirit and, and attending to our own spirituality, but also cultivating good ideas, pursuing the truth. Because in the process of pursuing the truth, we end up contributing to a world that is more whole and more peaceful and more just, to perfect the body and to perfect the spirit. So many of us in our lives feel like we're thrashing around in that lake. And as a response, our tradition says, ask the question, why do I exist? And gives two possible answers that enable us, like Abraham, to let the go forth, the Hegev Rahman.